Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Not a victory Monday, not a losing Monday either as the Tennessee Titans are on a bye, but this gives them a great chance to get healthy for the stretch run. And it also gives us a great chance to do something that I love to do in the off seasons here on the Locked On Titans podcast. And that is a mock draft Monday. We are 13 weeks through the NFL season now. Feels like a good time to go ahead and take a look at where some of these publications are looking for the Titans to get an upgrade in the first round. So we'll go over a few mock drafts for the Titans first round pick. Then I just want to get you guys ready with some positive affirmations for the Tennessee Titans to start off what is proverbially the second half of the season for the Titans after their bye. We're going to talk about just some of the great things that the Titans have going for them, some great things that have happened this year, and get ready for this final push to get to the playoffs, and hopefully the Titans can make a run to the Super Bowl. Then, finally, we'll take a look at some of the games that happened already on Sunday, look at the games that are important to the Titans, and then look forward at the week ahead on the Locked On Titans podcast. So, no game to go over, but still an excellent Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, we are going to kick off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast with a little mock draft Monday before we do. As always, want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first listen ever to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Check out the podcast on video at the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Throw a like on the video if if you are watching right now. Also, check me out on social media, on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans, for all of my film breakdowns, and check out the show Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. But with all that being said, it is time to dive into this Mock Draft Monday, and I'm going to go over three different Mock Drafts from three different publications and see not only what player they have for the Tennessee Titans, but what position they are targeting, and I don't think any of them will be a major surprise, but it'll give us a good way to kind of talk about what the Titans could be looking for next year in the draft. So let's start with a mock draft from Sporting News, a magazine I loved, you know, reading, growing up all the time. Magazines are pretty much dead, it feels like, at this point in time, along with newspapers. But either way, good to see the Sporting News still alive and kicking online. But they had the Tennessee Titans going back to a familiar well, and I have to give a trigger warning to all the Titans fans out there right now. Just sit down if you want, but the Titans select an offensive tackle. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa. Now, he does fit the mold of what the Titans want at offensive tackle, six foot seven, 320 pounds. He's athletic to play in the Titans zone scheme, but he's a powerful guy with good size and good strength, fits the profile. They want to run the ball, but that leads us to the question. That would be three straight drafts where the Titans pick an offensive tackle within the first 53 picks. 
Isaiah Wilson, then last year with Dylan Raidens, and then it would be Penning. Does that mean that Raidens is going to be a guard for the Titans long-term if they made a move like that? That's why I don't really think the Titans would go for offensive tackle if they went offensive line in the draft. But if they did make a move like that for a, for a clear offensive tackle, maybe that would mean that they're looking at Raidens as more of an interior offensive lineman. And although it's disappointing to see Raidens, you know, I guess no way around it, be a disappointment for the Titans this year, if he could turn out to be a starting interior offensive lineman, the Titans still need that with the depth issues that the Titans have, will have on the offensive line, at least as the offensive line continues to get older. You know, Roger Saffold, Taylor Lewan, both in their 30s on the left side. Questenberry is in a long-term option. Ben Jones in his 30s as well. Who knows what his future will be. So if Raidens works out on the interior, that's fine. But uh, Titans going offensive tackle in the first round would be a hard pill to swallow. The second mock draft that I want to go over comes from Pro Football Network, and as the Titans going with a wide receiver position, Jahan Dodson, the wide receiver from Penn State, five foot eleven, about one hundred and eighty pounds, really good body control, really good hands. So he's going to be able to make contested catches. He's going to be able to get some separation and make sure that he comes down with passes, which is something that the Titans could really use—a sure-handed guy over the middle of the field to go along with the big physical wide receivers they have on the outside. But again, if you have a Julio Jones, you have an A.J. Brown, you might want more of a guy who's a pure slot receiver to fit in between those guys. Maybe not, though, with Julio's age and, and obvious injury concerns. Maybe you don't worry about that. I don't think the wide receiver position is out of the question in the first round. It would just need to be a, a, a good fit. And Dotson, Maybe a good fit, maybe not. That would be something that, that would remain to be seen. I have some other options I think the Titans would be better off with in the first round at that position. And then finally, from Walter Football, the Titans take a tight end. Jalen Widemeyer, the tight end from Texas A&M, a specimen, six foot five, 250, 260 pounds. Big guy, incredible length, long arms, runs good routes for his size, has versatility as well, can line up all over the formation, could be a matchup nightmare for the Titans, and they could use a guy like that over the middle of the field, I think. Uh, that's one thing that I admitted on an episode last week when I did a little Tyler was right, Tyler was wrong. I was wrong about the tight end position. I thought they could be okay, but with Ferkser having a disappointing season, Swain really struggling at the beginning of the year, not being a real receiving threat anyways, the tight end position is something that the Titans could use to upgrade. Uh, I think that getting one in the draft that could help a little early on would be the, the smart way to do it financially. I don't think the Titans can spend a lot to get a good tight end at this moment in time. So those are the three options. Offensive line, wide receiver, tight end. I don't think that those are far away from where the Titans could be looking with that first round pick. But of course, a lot of football to be played before the Titans get to that. And speaking of football to be played, I'm going to go with some positive affirmations, some, some really nice Titans just vibes coming here in the next segment to get us ready for the second half of the season as the Titans make their playoff push after the bye. Just talk about all the good things that have happened this season. I know we're coming off two losses here, but there's still a lot to be happy about so far as the Titans sit at 8-4 and four leading the AFC South. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys about Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. you got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching your favorite sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all the good stuff. 
I want to tell you there's a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required and content varies by package. Titans fans, let's continue this Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. We're going to do a little positive affirmations. There's a long week ahead before the Titans next game, but they're going to get back to practice. We're going to get injury reports. There's going to be a crossover Thursday game preview. Going to get back in the swing of things after, you know, the little break that is the bye week. And we certainly hope that the Tennessee Titans are able to get healthy, use the bye week to get some guys back on the field who aren't on IR right now. Hopefully get some guys off IR that are going to be eligible to come off this week and, and just really get ready for the second half push. The Titans, when healthy, are still one of the best teams in the NFL, in my opinion. I think they can still accomplish their long-term goals, but health is obviously going to be the key to that. So as we get ready for this push and a, and a return to normalcy for the season, I want to just go over some positive things that the Titans have done so far this year and just remind everybody, although that the Titans are coming off two losses, this has still been an excellent season and they still have the opportunity to really do what we all hope that they could do. And that's kind of where I want to start with things. So just, you know, good vibes all around, positivity, get us ready to go, push forward into the rest of the week. The Titans are 8-4 and four right now. They're leading the AFC South, and it would take essentially a miracle for the Titans to not win the division. So that's great news up front for the Titans. They're 8-4. and four. Just, I know that everybody wants to go as far as possible, but I just want to remind you guys, you remember the seasons, 3-13, and 2-14. and 14. This team just toiling, not even in mediocrity, and just garbageness. And that may be a word that I just made up, but that's the type of emotion that that I get when I think about those teams. I mean, after that 2008 run, for the next you know ten years, really nine years, it eh, a lot of really bad, some okay. I mean, the Vince Young Rookie of the Year. I, I mean. There's some positives everywhere. Of course, we could come through everything and find some positives, but we haven't had a run like this and a team like this. I mean, we're 8-4, and four and we're all upset after a two-game losing streak, after what we all just went through the last 10 years. So that in itself is a really positive thing, and I just want to, you know, make sure everybody remembers. Like I said, the, the division's already wrapped up, and it's because the Titans swept the Colts. The Colts, the Titans swept the Colts. They never sweep the Colts. This was like the third time it's happened since the Titans moved to Tennessee. So that is awesome. That's great. And, and the win that the Titans had in Indy in overtime, that was insane. What a crazy game. That's a classic. That's a classic, a division classic for sure. Also, the Titans went through their toughest stretch of the schedule 
undefeated. I mean, you looked at that five-game stretch with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with Indy, with L.A. on the road in Sunday night football, home for the Saints. 5-0 and during that. With all of their really good players. Well, not all, but some. A lot more than they have right now, especially on offense. So when the Titans were at their best, they took down all of the best teams in the NFL that they faced. That shows us the long-term high-end potential of this football team. And that's what we need to know. That's the answer that we needed throughout the stretch. Are the Titans going to make the playoffs? Yes, they're probably going to make the playoffs. <laughs> Excuse me. And get a home playoff game. So, if, if we know that we're going to get that, even with all of the injuries, and then you know that when the team has all of their good players or some of their good players, they can beat the best teams in the NFL and are one of the best teams in the NFL, well, then you have a couple boxes checked that are really, really important. Home playoff game, playoff berth, can beat the best teams in the NFL and be the best team in the NFL any day with just a modicum of, of regular health. I mean, that's a lot of boxes checked despite how we feel right now and how the how the vibes are right now with the two losses and the injuries. So that is something that I think is important. Also, we've seen that even against some of the best offenses in the NFL, the Titans' defense can be dominant. We never saw that last year. We know that the defense can be dominant any Sunday. And they've been really good for quite some time now anyways. The offense has really screwed them in a lot of situations, as we've seen the last two weeks. But the defense has been dominant at times. And just the fact that they have that capability, that is super important going forward. Also, if the Titans do get healthy, the depth pieces on this roster all the way down to the practice squad have gotten valuable experience in real situations that could help the Titans in the playoffs when they experience some injuries then. Our guys... Our bench guys are going to be more prepared and more experienced than their bench guys. That's good, too. That's a positive. That's a silver lining you can find. Maybe I'm stretching there, but hey. The offensive line has stayed healthy. That's good. And the people who the Titans need to come back, Bud Dupree, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, right now at least, it doesn't look like any of them are going to be out for the season. So that at least gives us the hope and the prospect for a return. Basically, I'm just going to wrap this up by saying the Titans are still really good. They can be the best team in the NFL when they're healthy. They have stars at every level. They have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, Tannehill with a good cast around him can be that guy. Kevin Byard, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, David Long's been sweet. Christian Fulton. I mean... They get Dan Crookshank back as a matchup piece. I mean, all of the different surprises that have popped up. There's a lot to be happy about with this season. And I think as we get ready for the second half, the boxes have been checked that the Titans have the star power when healthy. They're proven that they can beat any team on any day and can be the best team in the NFL. And even with all the injuries, they're still in a really good position at 8-4. and four. So that is that's all really great stuff to see. That's all I got to say. Be positive. I'm excited for the second half of the season, and I still think that the Tennessee Titans have a chance to win the Super Bowl and a decent chance at that. 
But we are going to move forward. I'm going to finish the show, getting you guys ready for the rest of the week on the podcast. Also talking about some of the games that have already wrapped up in the uh, Week 13 slate here. Before we get into all of that, though, do want to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. When you eat a Built Bar, you get the best of both worlds. It's not only delicious, but they're healthy for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. So you get all that plus the fantastic taste. They have so many different flavors to choose from. The mint brownie, the cherry, the cookies and cream, the peanut butter brownie. Those are two of my absolute favorites. And, of course, the salted caramel. I mean, those three last bars are just absolutely dynamite. And built Bars can give you that extra fuel that you need for the holiday season. You got to go out and shop. You got to, you know, race people down in the mall. You got to stand in line for hours. Make sure you have a few built Bars in your jacket to keep you going. It's a healthy snack, keep, you know, but it feels like candy. It really does. So it's absolutely fantastic. It's the best of both worlds. But what I would encourage you to do is when you order on BuiltBar.com, you you you, you got to get one of the variety boxes because people are very passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't get somebody's favorite flavor when you order a box, there might be some holiday fights in your household. So I'm just trying to help you guys out. Also, wouldn't be a bad time to say, uh, hey, uh, big guy up north, Santa Claus, if I could get some Built Bars. That would be great. Or go ahead and get some built bars, put them in your family member stocking, or leave one for Santa himself. Good karma, guys. It goes a long way during the holiday season. And speaking of the holiday season, you want a little secret? Um, don't tell anybody I told you this, but they have these bars called the Puff Bars, and they are super marshmallowy and super delicious. If you just dip them in some hot chocolate, oh. God, uh, state secret there. Make sure you don't tell anybody that I told you, but to take advantage of all of this healthy deliciousness, make sure you go to built.com. Use the promo code locked 15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's locked 15 at built.com. Also want to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action this holiday season. BetOnline is the number one spot to place all your wagers. They have a brand new updated website with a new interface that lets you see all of the different props, odds, and lines. It's easier than ever before. Make sure you go to their website right now, betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On when you sign up. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Monday episode of the Locked On Titans podcast by talking about some of the games that have already wrapped up. I will tell you, I am recording on Sunday afternoon. The second group of games isn't finished yet, but we got some uh, results to take a look at in that first window. What I'm going to do is on tomorrow's show, and this also is a reminder that while we talk about these games, I'm also going to get you ready for what's coming up next this week on Locked On Titans, but uh, uh, we are going to talk about the entire results of week 13 and how it affects the Titans on Tuesday's show. Uh, so kind of go over everything so far. And then that Monday night matchup is obviously going to be huge for the Titans as well. So a lot to discuss coming up there, but the games that we know about right now, the Colts dismantled the Texans 31 to nothing. I think it was 34, three last time they played. You know, one thing that I will say, uh, it's frustrating to me 
Although the Titans beat the Colts twice, and it looks like they're going to beat them for the division two years in a row, as long as nothing crazy happens. The Colts just seem like a more consistent team than the Titans. Even when they lose, they seem to play well. They don't have the duds like the Titans had against the Texans. Look, the Colts went out, played the Texans twice, once in Houston, once in Indy, and they just handled business both times and beat them by 30. They're just, nope, we're not playing around with this team. We're winning, not a problem. And if the Titans were 9-3 and three right now instead of 8-4, and four, they'd still be tied for the AFC lead. And that's what they should be. I mean, it just hurts. It just hurts. Uh, the, the five turnovers, I can't believe, the Titans just absolutely melted down against the Texans, and the Colts just don't do that type of stuff. So it, one of those things that it'll just be endlessly frustrating to me, even when the Titans are good, that they just can't seem to be consistent. Uh, frustrating there. But yeah, the Colts beat the Texans 31 to nothing. It was domination. But again, the Colts are going to have a, a tough time getting back in into this right now. They were showing, you know, one of those in the hunt images that they have on, uh, on the game today because I was flipping around on all the games. And... You know, you're looking, and there's a ton of teams in front of the Texans. I mean, the Chargers, who we're going to talk about in just a second, were in front of the Texans. Uh, you look at a team like the Bengals as well. Um, I'm, I mean, the Bills and the Patriots are going to be battling it out for one of those spots. So how how do the Colts find a way, I guess, to kind of get back in the swing of things? They're 7-6 and six now. That's great. But there are two losses behind the Titans with the head-to-head tiebreaker. It's basically like three games behind the Titans. So it's going to be tough sledding for the Colts not only to, to get into the playoffs, but, you know, to really do anything right now. Even with their win over the Texans, they have some tough games still ahead on the schedule as well. But a win for the Colts doesn't help the Titans. Magic number remains at three. Need to be a combination of three, either Titans wins or Colts losses, and the Titans clinch the division. So magic number still at three for the Titans. The Chargers. The Chargers helped the Titans out. Uh, on Sunday, they beat the Bengals 41 to 22. The Bengals had a ton of, there was a ton of turnovers in the game, period. And Austin Eckler had uh, three fumbles in the game. Burrow had uh, an interception or two. There were some fumbles, a fumble from Joe Mixon that went for the touchdown, uh, went for a touchdown. So that was a sloppy game uh, in Cincinnati, but the Chargers help out the Titans in that one. The Chargers moved to seven and five. I do believe, if I'm correct, yeah. They moved to, to 7-5. and five. The Bengals dropped down now to 7-5 uh, and five as well. So that helps the Titans as they're at 8-4 and four through the bye week. Less teams on their level with the same amount of losses. That's good stuff. Thank you, Chargers. Obviously, games to pay attention to that you guys will probably already see maybe by the time you see this. The Ravens and the Steelers, Sunday night football is going to be uh, Denver and Kansas City and then New England against Buffalo on Monday night. And going forward on this week of the Locked On Titans podcast, I am either going to, I think tomorrow on Tuesday's show, might have said this wrong earlier, but on Tuesday's show tomorrow, I'm going to go and do like a 2022 preview who's set to be a free agent for the Titans, what their needs could be, um, what changes 
they might need to make and just kind of get you guys ready for that cap space conversation. Just as a, a slight look ahead while we have some time and we know the information that we know this far into the season because the bye week has come now. We're, you know, basically three-fourths of the way through the year gives us a good idea of what the Titans should need next year this far in. And then on Wednesday, we'll probably do that recap of the AFC, talk about the Titans magic number. Again, refresh you guys on that. Look at the remaining schedule of the people that the Titans have to be watching out for, like the Ravens, like the Patriots, like the Bills, those teams, and kind of see what the odds are, if we can, that the Titans find a way to maybe get that number one seed in the AFC. Hopefully we get some injury news by then as well on Wednesday that we can talk about. Thursday, we'll have another crossover Thursday lined up. One of my favorite guys on the whole network, my OG Tony Wiggins from Locked on Jags. He really uh, keeps it real about the Jaguars and their situation, so that's always a fun conversation. And Friday, can't wait for another game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Those are fun episodes to put together. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.